Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of God, the Son of Man, will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For the prophets of old, it was a hard knock life. With apologies to Broadway's Annie, that phrase just about sums up what almost all of the prophets had to go through in their lives. It was a great gift to be able to know the heart of God and to be able to share what they had learned from God with the people of Israel. The problem was that is a great a gift and joy and blessing as that was more often than not, the people didn't like what they heard. Especially the proud, you know, and the arrogant, and the powerful, and the rich. You know, the last thing they wanted to hear was, God says, you're in trouble, man or woman. You're not doing what he wants you to do. And very often that was exactly the message that the prophets had to bring to the people of Israel. You're not doing it right. You're failing. You're missing the point. And people didn't like to hear that, so they persecuted the prophets. They pursued the prophets. They laughed at the prophets. They mocked at the prophets. It was a hard knock life for those prophets of old. This morning, the beautiful passage from the book of Jeremiah the prophet gives us a window into the soul of those prophets, both the power of the gift they had received, the vocation that God had given them, that 
urge for them to go forth and to proclaim God's word. What a beautiful thing. But also we get a window into how hard it was to be a prophet in those days. Poor Jeremiah, he begins this passage by shaking his fists at God and saying, God, you duped me. And I let myself be duped. You made promises to me. You called me. You made me a prophet. You allowed me to see into your heart and to know your will and your heart. <laughs> and to share that with God's people. And what do I get in return? Oh, poor me, poor prophet that I am. Nothing but hard knocks. The people laugh at me. They deride me. They oppose me. They plot against me. <laughs> Why? Why did you ask me to do this? You duped me, oh God. As you can tell, Jeremiah is a little bit angry at God in this passage. But then he goes on. He says, you duped me. It's been tough, so hard, harder than I ever imagined. The revilement that I get, being spit upon and insulted and laughed at, having people plot even my death. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to let go. I want to stop this profiting business that you gave to me, Lord. And yet, I can't. You put a fire in my belly, a fire of God in my belly, a godly fire in there, and I can't stop. I cannot not prophesy. I cannot not share your word with the people of God, and therefore I'm, I'm unhappy. It's a hard-knock life. I feel duped, but I have to go on. It's who I am. It's what I do. It's what you gave to me to do, God. And so even though it's really, really hard, I go on. And I, I, I share your heart with the people of Israel. And whatever comes my way, comes my way. But I cannot not preach your word because of this fire you put in my belly. What a powerful look into the heart of a prophet. From you duped me, O Lord, so I cannot not preach your word. Well, Jesus obviously was a Messiah, but underneath that or inside that vocation, Jesus was also very much a prophet, following in the lines of all the great prophets of Israel. He too had a window into God's heart, like no one else, of course. And he too felt that burning fire in his belly to share what God felt and believed and knew and loved with the people of Israel. And obviously he too received plenty of opposition, plenty of revilement, plenty of laughter, and yes, even the plotting to take his life. It was a hard knock life for Jesus as well because as with all prophets, people don't want to hear what the prophet has to say on behalf of God. 
in today's gospel, we get a window into Jesus' heart, just like we did with Jeremiah. <laughs> Jesus, as prophet, has been proclaiming God's word and been teaching the people and showing forth God's love for his people through all kinds of signs, especially healings and beautiful parables. And what does he get in return? He gets a bale full of leaders of the people who just like in the time of Jeremiah and the other prophets, revile him. He's a good man. He's an extraordinarily good and holy man. He's, he's, he's the very presence of God in their midst and they make fun of him. They, they, they pursue him. They test him. They probe him. They oppose him. And yes, eventually they begin to plot his death. If anyone has reason to shake their fists at the heavens and say, God, you duped me, it's Jesus. But he also knows that he is doing his father's will. His father has put this fire of God inside him. And he, like Jeremiah, cannot not proceed. He cannot not go forward. He cannot not proclaim the word that he finds in God's own heart to the people of Israel. Whatever the opposition, whatever the difficulties, whatever the hard knocks that come his way. And so he tells the disciples, his closest followers, you know, this is not going to go well for me or for you once we get to Jerusalem. In fact, it's going to go really, really badly. Jesus almost certainly all along since those temptations in the desert just after his baptism at the hands of John, the great prophet, he's, he's had to deal with those very same temptations day after day after day, the temptation to quit because it's too hard. What he describes to his disciples must certainly have felt like a, a bridge too far for him. I, I don't want to do it. I, I, I want to quit. I don't want to have to give it all. You know, maybe a little bit, but not all. Let me use my powers as, as God's son to, to just wave my hand over the world and make everything right once and for all. I don't need to die. That temptation must have been residing in him that whole time. You know, Satan's little verbs and little words to him. You don't have to do it this way. And so when he turns, right after telling the disciples, you know, I'm firm in this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to sacrifice everything. After he tells the disciples this, our old friend Peter takes Jesus aside and has the gall to rebuke Jesus and say, no, you don't have to do it that way. God forbid. And Jesus swings around and yells in anger at Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're tempting me, Peter. You're echoing the words of the tempter that Satan in, 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 my, in that my 40 days in the desert. You're, you're picking, picking at my resolve. Get behind me, Satan. There's no insult greater than this. 
in, in, in the Hebrew religion or the Hebrew language than to say, get behind me, Satan. Because Jesus knows that the temptation is so real and so hard to resist because of the hard knocks ahead. It'd be easier to just go back to Nazareth and be a carpenter. It'd be easier just to wave his hand over the earth and make everything right, feed everybody with all the bread they need. It would be easier to just say, the world is saved, I don't need to die on a cross on a hot Friday afternoon. But Jesus says, no, I gotta go forward, just like Jeremiah and the other prophets. I gotta go forward, even though it's hard, even though it's really hard, even though I'm going to encounter not only the opposition of the powerful and the rich and the, the proud in Jerusalem, I've also got to deal with the stupidity of my own disciples. Imagine telling me in the words of Satan himself, don't do it. <laughs> Why, oh God? Why'd you give me these 12? Why'd you give me these characters in Jerusalem? Why are you making it so hard for me to give myself to your people? But this I must do. And he does. Jesus goes all the way. He gives up everything. He pours himself out for his people, even though his people revile him. Jesus goes on in this passage to say to his disciples, as I do, so must you. If I have to suffer, and if I have to give myself up, and if I have to pour myself out for the good of the people, because that's what God has poured into my heart, then that same Spirit of God, that same fire of God, that same vocation from God also rests in you if you will be my followers. And what I do, you have to do. You too have to take up your cross. You too have to pour yourself out. You too will have to die for the good of your people. <laughs> you too, Peter, my little Satan. And in saying this to his own disciples, obviously Jesus is saying it to us as well. If we're going to be his followers, if we're going to allow his godly fire to live inside our bellies, if we're going to live our vocation as his disciples and his followers, then we too have to give it all. And we too have to pick up our crosses, whatever they may be, and carry them forward. No matter how many get-behind-me-Satan moments we've had in our own lives, we too have to go all the way, even though it's hard in spite of the hard knocks of people reviling us, of people challenging us, of people testing us and probing us, all the more reason for us to do what Jesus did and to give ourselves over in love, in self-sacrifice, in pouring ourselves out for the people of our world and of our time and of our families of our church.
Jesus says to his disciples, take up your cross. There's no other way. It's hard. Scream to the heavens all you want. You duped me, O Lord. But do it. Go for it. Keep along the way of the prophet yourselves, for that is who you are. And like the prophets of old, and even more like Jesus himself, pour yourselves out, take up your cross, and give life and love to the world without reserve, without holding back, 100%. It's a hard knock life, but it's the life that leads to the kingdom of God.